Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is the future of cars with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to shake up the status quo in the automotive industry and its supporting ecosystem and help them move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Hello, I'm Bonnie D. Graham, producer and host of The Future of Cars with Game Changers Radio, presented by SAP, and I'm very pleased to be speaking with Mike Lackey, Global Vice President of Solution Management for Manufacturing at SAP. And Mike is in Detroit, Michigan right now, attending the Best Practices for Automotive Conference. Mike Lackey, it's been a long time. How have you been? Bonnie, I've been great. It's good talking to you. It has been a long time. Yeah, you're always a, a very good guest, a good panelist on Game Changers. I make a note to get you back in 2017. Mike, I want to talk about the event. You're in Detroit. I'm not. I wish I were there, but I'm asking you and several other attendees what's happening, what the trends are you're observing, and, and what do you predict. So let me just ask you a couple questions. First of all, you know, Mike, our future of Cars with Game Changers radio audience is all over the world, and they're wondering what do you at SAP believe are the top two most significant trends or the most significant challenges that are facing the automotive industry today? You know, Bonnie, being here in, in the middle of the Motor City, I'm getting that question a lot today. Uh, and I have a lot of customers out here, not only listening, but are at this conference that would like to know those answers. Uh, I will tell you, I think there's a couple of things. The biggest trend that I believe is changing business models and where SAP is in the middle of helping our customers enable is this desire for personalized experiences, mm-hmm. personalized car, the personalized sales cycle, the personalized maintenance, the personalized delivery. You know, we, we don't want to compete on, no one wants to compete on price anymore. They want to compete on value. And it's all about delivering that unit of one that was personalized for that individual. So one of the trends is, from a manufacturing standpoint, how do I do mass customization at the same cost, keeping the same quality and the same delivery as I was doing mass production? And that we're having a lot of conversations here. How do we get there? And how do we talk about it? Because it's not just changing what's in manufacturing. It's changing the way you capture the customer's requirements. It captures the way you manufacture, the way you design, and the way you deliver. So I think that is huge. The other topic that I'm hearing a lot here um, at the coffee breaks, uh, in, in just in general, is about what does the smart car mean to me? Mm. And I think that ties back into that individualized product that with electronics, with, with software, you can change the experience of the car. I think that's one thing that Tesla has taught us. And I'm seeing a lot of talk in general, not only the car itself, but different components can be changed. Their performance can be enhanced just by simple download from the cloud. And how do we monitor that? How do we make that reality are two of the discussions we're hearing around the coffee pot and the water cooler. Sounds very exciting. The idea of going back to make for me and the lot of one, uh, you know, there's an old French expression, Mike, you've probably heard me say it on Game Changers, plus a change, plus LMM shows, you know, when things were originally handmade and custom made and we could have what we wanted because that's the only way they could do it. Then we went into mass manufacturing and now we're saying, stop the presses. I want to tell you exactly what I want. Are you one of those make for me people, Mike? 
You know, I tell you this, when something was custom for me, you walk down the street a little taller, you have a little more, you know, yes. kind of a jump in your step there. Same thing with, the, with, with cars in the automotive sector. This is mine. You drive it with more confidence. You have a better feel. You've had a rough day. You get into that vehicle, you shut that door, and you're in your world, not the same world as 100,000 other people who just happened to buy the same green car you did. That's right. It changes your attitude. It changes the quality of life. And, Mike, let's extend that. I know this wasn't the question I was going to ask you, but I'm very intrigued. Your thought about the sharing economy, if we are not, many of us are not going to own individual automobiles, but we'll be sharing them, what would be that sense that, wow, I can afford to rent that vehicle for this trip to that wedding or to that high school or college graduation, and look at me, I'm in that car. Will it be the same sense of pride and excitement when they pick that car to share? You know, Bonnie, uh, I think you've got two different, two different audiences out there. The, mm-hmm. the older generation has that, that emotional connection to a car. The millennials, I don't think so. It's about a, a mode of transportation. Just had a conversation in my session about car makers in the future are not going to sell you cars. They're going to sell you kilometers. And mm. you're going to sign a contract for 100,000 kilometers, 100,000 miles. 60000 in a sedan, 20000 for a convertible, and 20000 for an SUV. The new generation of buyers doesn't want to have multiple cars, but they want, you know, I need to go skiing. Bonnie, I'll pick you up in an hour. I go to the dealership. I drop off my sedan. I get an SUV, put in 4 by 4 Next thing you know, we're off skiing. It fits the purpose of my life. So I think if you look at the millennials, it's more of a purpose-driven than an emotional-driven connection that, the older generation had, right? Remember the generation mm-hmm. of the muscle cars. It's kind, oh, of, yeah. kind of going by the wayside, right? But the new millennials, it's about the purpose. And if you think about it, yeah, how cool that I'm going to sign a contract for a 60,000 sedan. We live in Atlanta. It's beautiful all the time. Not much skiing. So 30,000 for that, that, that convertible and probably 5,000 for a pickup truck to go to Home Depot and 5,000 for the <laughs> SUV. So, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting, these new business models that we in the manufacturing sector have to be gearing to support because you're not selling mm-hmm. someone one car, you're selling them a bunch of miles and kilometers that are, multiple, are fed by multiple cars. What does that mean on production? What does that mean on tracking? So we still have the make for me juxtaposed with the sharing economy that wants the privilege of having purpose-driven vehicles that they don't own, but they lease the kilometer. I'm learning a lot from you, Mike Lackey. This is very interesting. I have another two questions for you, if you don't mind. What's SAP's role in all of this in helping automotive companies realize these new business models? It sounds like they're going to have to get to that place very quickly. Well, you know, we're at a point. We're in the innovator's a dilemma, right? He who innovates the fastest or first reaps the benefit. So the customers, they got to get in the game. And SAP is helping them get in the game. I mean, if you think about it, we have their customer data, we have their cost data, we have their material data, we have their manufacturing data, we have their design data, all tying it back to make this happen. Because if you want to get to that end of, even in the purpose-driven um, buyer, they don't want Mm -hmm. any car. They want their car. So Mm -hmm. have the ability to 
capture exactly what the customer wants, design what the customer wants, hand it off to manufacturing, make what the customer wants, and deliver it the way they want it delivered, you know, SAP is uniquely positioned to deliver that. I think that's our value. I think we're turning to that great enabler of innovation. And uh, that's where, if you look at what's come out of SAP with the HANA platform, the new S for HANA digital core, uh, the asset intelligence management, SAP's new uh, uh, distributed manufacturing cloud solution that's coming out, we're doing a lot to enable this innovation and technology to become reality. And that's why we have such a crowd down here at this conference is to have these discussions. Thank you, Mike. I'm, I'm, I'm so much enjoying talking to you. So many innovative ideas. And speaking of innovation, a question for you. If you look into the crystal ball, and Mike, you know, at the end of every Game Changers show, I ask my panelists, our, our esteemed thought leaders, what they see coming down the pike, if you will. Now, probably a car term I haven't used in a long time. What they see coming down the pike in terms of innovation, significant changes. So let me just put it very simply to you. Do you see, let's say by the year 2025, let's stretch out uh, about nine years here. Do you think the business innovation in the automotive industry will continue at or near the current pace, or is it going to plateau in that next decade, shall we say? I think we're just at the cusp of of innovation. Uh, I think that we're going to see innovative changes and innovation affecting our lives in the automotive sector way past 2025. I think that we're just getting started. Um, 3D printing is a prime example. Everybody wants to take advantage of it. In that environment, complexity is free. Um, you know, it changes the whole supply chain. But the speed of the printers, the technology of 3D printing additive minute has to catch up. And, you know, I read that one manufacturer came out with a printer that's 10 times faster than their previous brand. Their competitor just came out and said they came out with one that's 10 times faster than than oh. what the competitor just announced. So technology is <laughs> getting there, and I think we're you know, that it's not going to slow down. I think we're going to see it through the next um, through 2025. I think we're just getting started, and it is a great time uh, to be in this industry. That's why uh, I'm so so bullish with SAP is going to be this great enabler uh, because we're you know we're pushing this innovation. Thank you, Mike. And one more question before I let you get back to the conference. Our listeners who were not there with you and with Larry and all of the other other attendees, the sponsors, the, the suppliers, the automotive OEMs, all the people there at the conference right now, why would somebody in our listening audience who could be halfway around the world, why would they want to plan to attend the event next year in 2017? Give me a hook here for them to say, ah, I got to go. You know what? You can't stay on the sidelines. You've got to get in the game. And you have SAP together with analysts, together with the leading uh, automotive manufacturers in the world having these discussions. Do you want to read about them or do you want to participate? The networking and the ability to access the domain experts is here at this conference in the automotive sector is second to none. You know, get off the sidelines, come be a part of this. Have this discussion with me face-to-face. I would love someone to challenge me on the 2025. It's mm. a healthy discussion. Thank you. You're a real cheerleader. Mike Lackey, Global VP of Solution Management for Manufacturing at SAP. Mike, it's always great to speak with you. Thank you for giving me so much of your time. Have a great rest of the conference. Tell everybody I say hello. Maybe I'll be there next year. I'm signing off right now. Bonnie D. Graham for the Future of Cars with Game Changers Radio. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to the Future of Cars with Game Changers 
presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.